0: Hi, and welcome to Moral High Ground, where we talk about what's morally right to you. Today, I'm going to be talking about the battle of good and evil. Now, most people believe the battle of good and evil happened a long time ago. At least those people that believe in the spiritual world and the Bible, they believe that the battle for good and evil happened centuries ago between spirit world that was wicked and the ones that were good. But I believe it's an ongoing battle that never ends until the victory truly comes. But the battle is a battle for our souls. And not just for our souls. For the ultimate power to rule the universe. Now you say in the universe, we're on Earth. The universe was created by whom? God. So, and even the old people back in the days, our ancestors, 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 Okay. Believe that the heavens was in the stars. And we know those to be the universe in our current generation, our galaxy. Whichever, you know. And then... The Bible clearly states of three heavens, you know, the atmosphere heaven we got, the stars, and whatever is beyond that. So, let's just begin with the basic form of the ancient battle between God and Satan. Now, the original story is God created the heavens and the earth, you know, so you know, he, he saw that it was good and kept doing that. You Know kept seeing that everything was good until the day he had the rest that he created mankind and whatnot. But you know, and you know, later on, you find out Satan got thrown down way before man was created, and he raised the battle before he got thrown down with all the people that he decided, you know. He's gonna join his side to fight against God. He decided he wanted to rule everything, the big shebang. And it was an ultimate battle between good and evil. And it let cast Satan down and his followers were cast down with him. Revelation states this where it says, uh, and the great dragon was cast down and his followers was cast down with him. I believe that's Revelation twelve. I'm not sure. It's been a long time since I read Revelations. Uh, But a lot of stuff in Revelations has come to pass right now and have been for quite some time. Something I was obsessed with for a long time in my 20s was Revelation, prophecies. Uh, The thing with the Bible is you have to constantly stay on it because even though you might get really familiarized with it, you might know it really well. After a while, if you don't read it, you know, you start to lose it and at the same time when you start to lose it you start to lose uh, a bit of that confidence that that bliss, that grace if you will and you start to slip back into your old ways or you become victim to other people's attacks and like I said attacks when it, it makes sense when I finish what I'm saying but people come at you literally to attack you and they find joy in their misery and suffering of others Anyway, so God cast Satan down And You know, we know the ultimate thing He found Eve And there was a fruit She enjoyed it And she passed it to Adam He enjoyed it And, you know They were hiding from God Because they ended up with a certain consciousness Consciousness of good and evil Which ultimately, I believe Had to be something of God nature You know and, uh, well, he decided to hide. God asked him, Why are you hiding? He said, We're naked. God said, Why are, why do you know, how do you know you're naked? And, uh, he said, Because this woman, you know, he said he ate the fruit or whatever, you know. He said, This woman you gave me made me do it, you know. Which, in that comment Adam made about the woman you gave me made me do it, it kind of, Shines a light on current society. You know, women will make you do things, you know, even though the old. It's just like that statement I made it before, and another thing, where they say, uh, you know, sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt you. The same thing with with women. I mean, you can't, that people say, people used to say to me all the time that no one can make you mad. It's the most ridiculous thing people will make you mad people will frustrate you people will drive you insane drive you completely bonkers and mad you know and with this situation women ultimately have that nature to make men mad make them furious it's ignored and used as a way to say that men are aggressive and like to assault women and it's not the truth Women's natures nature is automatically Swifts a man's in mind into doing whatever their will is. And I believe with that story in the Bible that that will that nature the women have came from Satan at the moment she agreed to do what he wanted. Okay? And uh it's bad. You know, ultimately bad as well. But with that it automatically made the the you know the agreement to join the side of wickedness with humanity not the fact that the woman you know I know there's a Jesse Lee Peterson always says that women are, are, Satan's, are Satan's followers or are, are the woman's God is Satan but in all reality it's the fact that she made an agreement with him that cursed humanity in a way to where all people fall victim to wicked things you know and some of them don't hesitate they jump up uh, free will is like without even a question, they'll just do the movie thing. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, let's try that. You know, and it ain't right for them. Ultimately, pretty much everything isn't right for you. You know, so. And Adam tried to stick well to God, but his shame, his guilt, is what every person feels. You gotta understand the main thing about that story is those two are supposed to be the patriarchs of humanity or not patriarchs we well, just say that the the number one beginning of all humanity so whatever they do it's automatically within our DNA and if you believe in Adam and Eve then you should believe those flaws Adam and Eve suffered is all impacted in our bloodline so you know and uh I mean that uh, that's just in case you know I know there's people believe in Lilith and Lilith is supposed to be the one that was created before Adam I mean before Eve and what's with Adam and but the thing is the curse of her becoming a succubus or a demon or whatever that's something that's known as well but I believe it's in the apocrypha or not the well the Jewish apocrypha and um, which is really the five books of the Bible Genesis uh, Exodus Leviticus, Tumorodary, um, Numbers those are the original Jewish Bible if you ever get a chance to read Apocrypha there is some stuff added in uh, you'd be surprised if you go from Bible to Bible not just one Christian Bible but I mean like go from different branches like you go from uh, Catholic Bible to a regular non-dominational Christian Bible you will see that certain things are added and that's not added into a regular Bible and same thing with you know, Jewish Bible um, multiple different Bibles have little twists and turns and different phrases of words, some have this thou and with art and the other ones just have the regular English like the person did this instead of this thou I don't know how to explain it to you better than that, but not to go off topic. So, people believe that Eve and Lilith both was with Adam, and some people take Eve as the the more godly woman, and that's why Adam was with her. And some people said that Eve, I mean that Lilith was the woman that said, "No, I'm not going to listen to man. I'm going to go off and do my thing." No, then we became a demon with that part being said with this is what I was trying to get at with her is that right now there's a shitload of Liliths running around there's a ton of Liliths running around the world especially in the United States that say they hate man they don't like man they can't stand man down with the patriarchy all this crap about men when in all reality they're just they're just harnessing that energy they're bringing forth A beast that is going to destroy humanity. Because one can't live without the other. Man can't live without woman. It's the ultimate yin-yang. You know what I'm saying? You know? It's like good, bad, God, the devil. There's always two. There's always two sides of things. And the thing, the beauty about the two when it comes to man and woman... Is that we can come together and be one come together come together and create create something beautiful you know create life that's the beauty that's the only separation between things that are two is that humans mankind men and women can make something beautiful even though they're complete opposites of each other you know In some cases, people don't believe that. They can believe in one or they can change their sex and identity. That's another demon I'm not going to get into. But what I'm trying to say is we invoke what we desire or what we embellish. In America, unlike the old countries, like wherever country you come from, if you're in Italy or you're, you know, Asia, Greece, you know, Whatever these countries, in, you got a faith, and most of you guys practice it very well, and you know Arabia, all that, you know. But here in America, there's too many faiths, and then there's limitations to how you follow your faith. If your faith tells you to get uh, pure again with God, it tells you you got to cut off your middle finger, you know, and you got to do this and that, then that's what you got to do. But in America, they'll say no, you can't do that. You just you just uh, mutilate it yourself you know and they you know which i believe limits the devotion they have towards their god you know and i believe that's the catholics that can do that i'm not sure but uh, i think there was some kind of penance like that before for catholics um so my next thing i'm trying to say is this is so it's very very um it's a problem with america there's too many options people have. And at the same time, these options can lead them to eternal damnation. And when it comes to God and faith, they put too many options in there that make you question every belief system you have. So that's why so many people become atheists. That's why so many people, you know, fall to the wayside as they say in the Bible. Why so many people do Horrible acts against children, women, and men, mutilating all other men, and all the perversion in between. It's just an act of lashing out against God, lashing out against their pure humanity, and upset, and upset, yeah, and obtaining demonic nature, guided by Satan, and it's horrible. It's, it's the thing that a person can't live life trying to be happy and enjoy life, and try to find a connection with people. You know, maybe you don't have family. Find that connection with a dude and say, hey, "That's my brother." You know, this is my sister right here. I love her. You know, you might not be, you know, in love with her. She might not be in love with you that way, but cares about you deeply where if you're sick, she's going to lay right next to the bed with you with soup and medicine, take care of you, and you do the same for her. You know, without that horrible, uh, without that horrible knowledge of, oh, you're going to have to do it, we're going to have sex, we're going to do it. You know, I don't how you have, I have a sex with her, you know, all that nonsense. have you know, a woman by your side that actually just wants... Someone to love and care for her, and you have the same response back from her. It's a beautiful thing. Without that stipulation, that sex demon having hanging over you, you know, you have that connection. And God, that's what I want right now. But it's so much trouble. You always see signs of you know, wicked nature within somebody nowadays. And Going back to the ultimate battle, the the original battle between good and evil, because I went way off topic, but not too far. Uh, Satan fell, as we know, trying to attack God, but the one that came up multiple times over a while, and I have not found that other uh, thing that says it this way, but it makes sense, you know. Some say he fell before, others say he fell after man was created. So I'm going to talk about that for a second. So Satan was supposedly there, of course, he was there. And he was a seraphim the highest choir of angels, you know, next to the Metatron, I believe. And uh, he sat there and he listened to God, why God created everything. And when mankind was created This is the story When mankind was created Satan was uh, Disgusted He was horrified He was mad Because God put mankind above angel time Which was the ultimate creature created first Or being I should say It's not right to say creature it's being And so When that happened He rebelled against God He rebelled against heaven And decided he wanted to fight God for ultimate supremacy. Now, the whole thing about it was God already had everything and everyone that loved him on his side. Like Satan took a bunch of people, the angels that questioned God's command and went against the two. And he went against God in heaven. You know, that's the two. So, at that battle, and then ultimately he was cast down, and his followers were cast down with him. There's another story about a couple of angels that had significance and uh, ended up joining Lucifer. And you know, so, the point is, the, the thing that kind of makes sense about that story is the whole despising humanity thing. Because if you think about it, the reason why it kind of makes sense is because... The, all the stuff that happens to mankind, all the horrible acts... All the sickness and the vengeance and the vile things that humans do. We would think that if there's a creature that is evil, they would take so much joy in making sure the thing they hate suffers, gets punished, gets murdered, does all these wicked things. And so we feed that demon, we feed Satan, you know. And, you know, the ultimately the battle kept going after he got out of heaven. look at how God tried for so long in the Bible. If you read the Bible, there's so many different things He's trying to teach His people. And there's so many cultures that come across His people. And He tries to reach out to those cultures to make the people believe in Him. Because if you pay attention, every person in the Bible that's Hebrew or Jewish or, you know, Israelite, they all constantly like other cultures because of what they have or whatever and they end up ultimately paying the price for it but in the meantime god tries to change the hearts of those people to bring them back you know to bring his people back he'll change the hearts of another culture to make his people say hey oh i forgot god was running the show you know god wants us to be like that's right now they believe in our God, so it makes it right, whatever this is going on. And ultimately, there's people within the other culture that still sticks to their ways and, you know, won't perish. And so, you know, it continues, continues on. And the negativity stuff might die off for a while, but then it comes back strong. Ultimately, evil never dies because people will always... Get mad, always be angry, frustrated of the injustice, um, the horrors, and the memories that haunt them. And so, evil never truly dies. The only thing about it is everybody, I don't care who you are, you want to be good, you want to do good, you want to be happy. The fact that you want to be happy means there's good inside you. I don't care how wicked a person you is. If you want to be happy, there's good inside you, and there's a way to let it out, and a way to connect with it, and keep it around constantly. But you have to make choices, and you have to give up sacrifices. And I don't mean just sacrifice like and, and believe in God, but I'm saying sacrifice the things that you do too much. So too much pot, sacrifice it every now and then. Just I'm gonna quit smoking pot for a while. I'm gonna quit smoking cigarettes. I'm gonna you know quit trying to have sex with all these attractive women maybe start talking to women that's a little bit more normal or what should I say uh, caring or what not you know, some things, some habits are just not good for you but depending on the habit it will lead you to ultimate destruction now what I was saying about this war not ending the good and evil war never ended in the Bible it continued until Jesus' death even though Jesus rose again And there were still more evil things happening you gotta think about that people say oh the war ended in the beginning and then jesus came what happened he got crucified why did he get crucified if god is on earth if the holiest person is on earth trying to unite the people why would they want to crucify him jealousy anger greed power They wanted it all. And he had power without even trying. Just by saying words that actually meant something to people. By taking his heart out and going and reaching, kill leopards and blind people and cast out demons. He was doing God's work, of course. But on top of that, he was trying to show the people that there is something within humanity that could save the world. That can heal things, that can bring people together that will actually have love and compassion for people. And the thing about it was Jesus was a man. These two words, love and compassion, is always considered a woman type of thing. Where women are supposed to give these things, but they don't. and you know, a lot of them do. Very rare nowadays. You know, women are more obsessed with trying to obtain power like a man, except for they don't have a man type line where you stay focused and dedicated and you execute the plan like a soldier, you know? And it's just ultimately the chaos because they'll have a goal At least to one person and it goes this way and that way and all over the place. You know, in the Bible, in uh, Joshua, where they go to Jericho, you know? And the, the Hebrew people go to Jericho and there was giants in, in the land of, you know, in that land, You know, that's separate from this story, but, you know, I'm talking about the walls of Jericho, and I'm not talking about the wrestler, even though he's cool, but (laughs) is the fact that they went to Jericho, and they had a pillar of fire that rose all the way up to the sky, that followed them, kept them, uh, kept light around them and heat and stuff, uh, which I thought was a cool part of the story, that followed them around, they went to Jericho, but people would not let them in Jericho. But before that, Jacob and, or Joshua and Caleb went in, met a woman. I forget what her name is, but she's known to be a prostitute in the story. And she hides them from the guards that's trying to kill them because the guards were threatened by the Hebrew people outside the walls of Jericho. And they went to her room, and she kept them safe. She had a purple uh, scarf, I think it was, and she had it outside. She was going to hide it outside the window. Uh, when all the people were safe that she was going to gather before the Hebrew people and God destroyed the city of Jericho. And so, and purple means royalty in the old days. Royalty from God. The purple was a certain color that was rare. Uh, So it was more worldly-like. Kind of like finding gold or, you know, not too many people find that stuff. Everybody found gold and diamonds and things. Uh, the world be a different place there wouldn't be that many people running around talking about I can't eat, there wouldn't be food boxes there wouldn't be shelters, there wouldn't be so many things everybody would be on the equal footing and so what this woman did was she gathered everybody in town that she thought you know was, was righteous enough to live and brought them in up this little tiny place of hers and and the out and what she did like the whole Hebrew people run around the building, run around the kingdom, uh and uh, marched around the kingdom for like, if I remember right, three days. And they were chanting while they were doing it, looking intimidating to the warriors and people of with Jericho within there. And uh when they finally stopped, this is this is what I remember need to read a story again to make, you know, I know there's some trumpet or something in there, like a trumpet to alert them to do it or whatever, but anyway, so, by the time they were done, all the walls came crumbling down, that's why I'd be like, break down the wall of Jericho, I break them down, you know, and so, (laughs) the walls of Jericho fell down, and all the people survived in this woman's house, and she's considered a, a person of God for doing that. You know, and the way some preachers said at a service I went to one time is they said that a prostitute knows everybody. So she got everybody that was worth, you know, that everybody she knew and by in minute. And it's true because if you know a woman that's oversexed and or isn't, you know, that type of person, you know, they they know everybody literally. They're not lying. You know, you could be driving and Anyway, hey, what's the name? Oh, there's this is person and, you know, I know that from experience From an ex mine that was Actually, obviously In that nature And I had to find out bit by bit Slowly by slowly to the point that I said It's time to go <laughs> But it happens You know You can't control sometimes The person you are attracted to No matter what your Life view is what your point is. Uh, whatever try to, whatever try to sign you try to hold, you know you're gonna fall for that person. But you gotta be prepared for the changes that come with loving persons that you truly don't know about. So, well, the point of telling that story is the point that God was strong in that story. And the reason why I explain it, and you know, I get Christians and people when I say stories, they gotta make me go. It's not a story. Yeah, I believe it's history. I believe the Bible is history. But when you're telling it, it becomes a story. You know, that's how the word story comes up because you're telling somebody something that they don't know, and you know, they're sitting around a campfire. You tell a story. You know, most of it could be true most of it could be fabrication people automatically feel this way about the Bible it's the truth and the fabrication you know so I believe it's history but at the same time I'm telling it to you so it sounds like I'm telling you a story just go read Joshua for yourself and you'll see what I'm saying but the point of this story what I'm trying to say is God proved his people were strong how they were able to come in big force wander around this kingdom Just by walking around chanting something, the whole kingdom fell. But the one thing I was saying, like I said before, just a little while ago, was they found someone within that culture in Jericho. Someone that was already touched by God. God touched this prostitute today, talk to these two dudes, you know, help them out, whatever they need. And he did. And she did, you know, and it was able to help his people and that's what I'm trying to say It's a connection with all of us and, uh, I mean I can go on with so many different bible stories but like I was saying back to Jesus now there's so many different things that happened that was wicked in the whole world when Jesus came and when he left it did not end now people say when Jesus died a number of things happened Like an earthquake happened, split the uh, kingdom of Jerusalem, Uh, Rome fell, but Pontius Pilate was a bad ruler, semi-ruler, next to Nero, which was later on in the Bible after Jesus died. And Nero burned down Rome, if you know your history. People talk about that part, when you learn knowledge of Roman history, they talk about Nero burning down Rome, but they want to... Completely forget about all the stuff he did to Christians and don't put it in there because they want it to be separate. One thing that's why I say the Bible's history because you have key figures in history in the Bible, and those key figures in history that's in the Bible have a story you have not heard unless you read the Bible. Okay, Nero burnt down Rome, that's all they talk about. But they won't talk about how he is the one who executed Peter. The guy that's talked about a billion times in the Bible. Next to Jesus. Jesus, right-hand man. The guy that betrayed God at Jesus three times. You know, when it came to the Pharisees, he, just, he said, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him three times. You know, cut off some guy's ear that to try, to, to try to get at Jesus. You know, um... This guy was executed, and when he was executed, Nero asked him where he, how's he want to die? You know, crucifixion. But I want to be hung upside down, which I have no idea why. Uh, where the evil comes in in movies and things where they say, oh, the cross is upside down, you're evil. But that's how Peter died, and if that's how Peter died, and then he became the ultimate pope. He was the first pope of the Catholic Church. Okay. So, because he and the reason why is he died under Roman rule. People try to separate Rome from the Catholic Church nowadays, but those are the people that truly don't understand that Catholic Church is Rome. Rome never went away. Not truly, it became a religious set. It became Catholics, and those Catholics run around, and they still they were doing things still for a long time until. Martin Luther came. I'm not talking about Martin Luther King. I'm talking about Martin Luther, the monk from uh, Germany, before Hitler came and made Germans look bad. This guy literally took things in a time period where people were not reading, and brought them together, and gave us a Bible that we could read. You know, and they saw so many horrors when he went on a pilgrimage to Rome that made him say, "These Romans." these Catholics aren't really in love with God. And that ultimately led him to teach the people that couldn't read and and bring forth a new faith, which we call Lutherans. But when Jesus died, like I said, Jerusalem cracked. Rome started to fall. And the ultimate thing people say is that Satan was cast down again this time locked away for a thousand years now if you think about that the concept says you know he locked away for a thousand years but yet it's been two thousand years maybe three now since Jesus has passed and came back you know and had you know, because he died, and as we know, the three Marys went up there found him, and he was uh went off in the clouds. It says he went off in clouds when he truly left earth, you know, and his spiritual form that became completely whole. And uh, what I'm trying to say is that after Jesus died, the evil stayed because it attacked one Christian was supposed to be known real well in the Christian community. If you are a true believer, you know who Stephen is. Stephen was stoned to death for being a Christian. And after that, all the disciples and all the people that believed in Christ, Jesus Christ, became the uh, apostles. They all ended up obtaining the Spirit of God and started speaking tongues. Now, the uh, uh, Pentecostals like to use that a lot. Well, oh, I'm speaking in tongues, like they got the power of God. I'm speaking in tongues, and I'm talking all that. But the Bible already says in, in the Tower of Babel that pe- men started speaking many different tongues. So when you understand the Tower of Babel, which automatically, of course, Babel means Babylon, but it also means Babel Like I'm babbling, you know. Like I'm just blah 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 blah. You know, babbling talking right now babbling. So what it means is that someone speaks a different language. So you got people over here speaking British or whatever, or someone speaking Cantonese, someone speaking Japanese, someone speaking uh Polish, you know, they're speaking uh Brazilian, which is uh Portuguese, they're speaking, you know what I'm saying? Mexican, uh Wenaki whatever, you know, African, or should I say, uh, uh, whatever, so you get what I'm saying, you know, they're speaking different languages, so when they say speaking in tongues, it means speaking different languages, it does not mean you sit there and say random nonsense, you know, you know, you know that. No. you're just talking a different language, that's what it means, so, you know, and then after that they were running around doing random acts of God they were healing people they were going out uh, saving people and they were going out and trying to connect to the people the ultimate person that was trying to kill off the Christians was Saul and Saul was killing Christians everywhere because he didn't believe in Jesus he didn't believe in Christ he was on the road to Damascus to go kill more Christians, when he was hit by Christ, I don't mean hit like physical, but I mean like stopped dead in his track, and he met Jesus, and when he did that, his whole thing changed, because Jesus made him go blind, and he went blind, and he ended up meeting this man, who took him in, fed him, helped him out, until he could see again, and you know, he asked him why he helped him. And I think that's when a good Samaritan story comes in. Or maybe that's before. I might have my Bible things confused. I'm not reading on this to you guys as I'm talking. I know it by heart. So, anyway, he his name from Saul to Paul. And Paul's talked about all over the Bible. Some people that don't know the Bible, when you mention Paul, they automatically think about Peter. And they think that he was around before Jesus uh, crucifixion, even though it was after crucifixion and there's a number of wicked things that happened through the whole end of the Bible too so with that being said, the myth of Satan being locked away for a thousand years truly makes no sense because the evil's still around and has been forever because look at all the murders all the deaths, all the violence all the wickedness Perversions, satanic nature—it never goes away. You know, bad part about our culture as Americans—it's just embedded to look cool, entertaining. You know, we constantly have some movies and things where there's witches, there's uh, demons, there's all kinds of violence. I'm not going to be one of those. Like, oh. It's all bad. Some of them might have a significant meaning to make you think about stuff. I remember when Stigmata came out and I was like, hmm, is it about God or is it evil? And I watched it and I ultimately learned about Stigmata. After watching it, I went and learned about people who had it, learned about, uh, what a significance meaning was and where it originated from. Uh, the one I liked was about this guy who was, I guess he was a pope, or he was a cardinal. And his sisters became nuns, but they originally all had stigmata as children. And they were just hanging out in the woods, and then they got stigmata and became a part of God. I think they were in either Rome, or uh, some part of Romania, or something like that. Not quite sure, but it was, a, it's a, or Italy, I mean, it was Italy. I think it might have been Italy. Well, Italy is mine, but <laughs> some part of Italy, I don't know, I can't even, it's something like that, but the guy who lived for a long time, they got photos of him and sisters with stigmata, and they went directly into the church, I believe that's something that actually happened, not a, not a parlor trick, but it depends on what you learn from whatever it is you're watching, do you learn the evil part or do you learn the good part? Ultimately, if you obtain one of more than the other, then that's what you what you inherently are until you find that truth about God and about your humanity. Now, I'm going to slow down and we'll come right back to today. We're in that state right now, and I believe that Jesus did lock Satan away for a thousand years. What's was a thousand years after Jesus died. Would it be the early 2000s? where Hitler was on Earth and Jews were being burnt. What happened? The people came together to fight that evil. Russians, Americans, Englishmen, French people. All these people coming to protect one guy and his crazy band of, of miscarriage. I believe every time evil has come to this world, true evil, people of God certain groups of bloodlines they wake up and they say I'm going to go fight this evil and they do and ultimately they win and that evil is put aside for another day another day where can try to think it's more powerful than God Almighty until God Almighty sits back and goes sit back and let me show you how it's done (laughs) and he just taps his people and then go out and fight that good fight again and take that evil down. And if that don't sound awesome to you, know I mean? so you don't have to worry. You up, oh, they're back. Just tap, tap, tap. Boom. Here's my army. <laughs> I thought they was gone. Good still stays. Good is here. Why? Because evil can't live without good. Like I said, there's always two. Good, evil, God, the devil, man, and woman. You know what I'm saying? Save to fire, water, wind, earth, go planet. Okay? <laughs> Captain Planet. Or avatars. Or the Shaolin Showdown. Or whatever. You know. I'm just saying. Ed, earth, humanity, God, devil. All this stuff makes you. love jump Dum Dum! makes us connected to something greater than us. So when you look at yourself, when you look at your soul, understand that you're greater than whatever crap man created on this earth. That you're above all these concepts that they created. That you come from a place of royalty that you don't even recognize. You know? So you must treat yourself... But more love and respect and honor because you have to be honored to know that you were created by god himself and you need to share that humbleness that joy that you will learn to your next person the next woman the next man the next child and, and you give it to them but nowadays you can't give it to the next woman because you're a man you're a victim and i ain't talking about giving it to them that way i'm talking about sharing that compassion same thing with children. You can't do that nowadays. Cause oh, your parents can't just talk to a kid, and say, Hey, how you doing? Why are you talking to my child? <laughs> it just sounds so stupid. We should be able to, you know. I remember when I lived in my mom's house after, which became my house after she passed, and the little kid come by and bothered me all the freaking time. And then I sit there on the porch, talk to him and stuff. I don't hear some cookies or something, cause I'll be hungry, and yeah, I've been drinking all night. It was all right. Eat cookies could be your or something. share it with a little kids, talk to them, you know, be a little friend and stuff. So and they grow up, like, hey, how you doing, You know, but they used to bother me because you know I was a teenager, i like all my own type of thing. <clears throat> and uh, so they're looking like, hey, he's an older kid, but at the same time, I'm an adult, I'm becoming an adult, you know. And this is when I was like 15, 16, you know, I had no choice, I was on my own, so. I had to figure out a way to survive in the grown-up world, and at the same time deal with the uh, childhood world because I was a teen. That's the problem with being a teenager: split between the two, being a grown-up and being a child. So many things you had to learn. And so I think the most shittiest part for me was learning about bills. And when I sit around, I'd be like, dang, I pay bills," <laughs> It's like i never tell you how to prepare for that crap. They teach you how to have a good work effort, or they'll teach you good knowledge on how to deal with people sometimes, you know, but at the same time, they don't teach you how to ultimately survive in a city or something like that, you know, I believe people in the country got it way better, they already know, here, this is what you got to do if you want to stay warm, you got to chop this wood, you know what I'm saying, hey, if you want some milk, you need to go milk that cow. You know, that's simple knowledge. And that's why I think they call it the simple life. Because when you're in the city, you're sitting there and you're like, holy crap, there's no heat <laughs> if you don't have a fireplace. But if you got a fireplace like those, like we did, it was like, oh, the fireplace needs to be clean. We can't afford it. It costs $800 <laughs> or so whatever, you know. And that's the problem with living in the city. It's more complex. Ultimately, I think you're giving up your freedom from living in the country and wilderness to live in a place where it's pretty much ran by the city and the government. Because everything you need comes from some place, not from your own hands. If you need clothes; it comes from a, a mall or something. If you need food, it comes from the grocery store, and by doing so. Of going to these places and buying all these things, you're making some corporation more money, and that corporation is evil and wicked because they're taking things. And you know, if it's a certain chemical you want, maybe you might you might think it's something stupid, but then put chemicals together to make shampoos and lotions and and. You know, body sprays and all this stuff and maybe some of the chemicals they're using is poison they'll put it into the soil they'll put it in the ground ultimately poisoning the earth killing the earth destroying God's creation I said in another episode that we are here as humans to protect the animals and the plants and so you gotta think about it what corporation are you supporting what do they do that is wicked even when you wear jewelry, and I'm going to have a conversation about that another time, because people trip on me, because I don't wear any kind of jewelry at all, I don't like having metal on me, except for my keys, so, that's why I look at it, it's like, metal is stupid, you know, ultimately it's a vanity thing, you know, you think you look better with this on, or it makes you feel wealthy, or whatever, a bunch of nonsense, you know, possess any jewelry, and don't find interest in it. it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, why am I wearing earrings? What the fuck am I doing? You know, what's doing my language. But anyway, this battle will never end until humanity starts to realize and analyze everything that they're involved in, every reaction. If they find out that their personality is not truly their own, because a lot of people want to be things, they want to be these actors or these rappers or this character, you know Comic Con shows you how many people what type of characters people like the most you know and I'm not saying it's a bad thing to like any of these things but the thing is what do you like that thing for, what purpose does it serve for you in your life and ultimately does it give you your originality the problem I deal with is I'm original. I'm Shelby. Who I am. And I talk the way I talk and do the things I do and like the things I like because that's who I am. But other people, especially in my culture, black folks, they tend to copy the same phrases and stuff you heard a billion times from movies. So everybody talks a certain way. Every girl tries to have that weird voice. You know, every dude, you know. But it's like, come on, man do you have your own personality what do you truly like and then the funny thing is some of the people that idolize they'll have a you know certain thing like oh i don't like whatever white person this and that and then you know what just white people like or whatever but then they find out that they're you know idol likes this type of stuff and it changes their concept or maybe it's a boobies oh maybe that was before he knew this you know you never know or she knew that you know like the, I remember, Jada Pinkett uh, was talking about uh, well, it was Jada Smith now, whatever her name is. Uh, she was talking about Tupac, and she was saying on a show that when they were friends and all that stuff growing up, that Tupac liked Shakespeare, and they were like, and you automatically hear this person that giving the interview go, oh, like shocked, like, oh my god. Like, why do you like, you know, like, he's not supposed to like Shakespeare. There's the one thing that really bothers the hell out of me about being American and you're dealing with Caucasians and you're a different race. As soon as you say you like something that they like or something, there's got to be something wrong with you. It's not just Caucasians, whatever culture you come from. There's got to be something wrong with you. Uh, How, why are you listening? It's like you're born in another country outside of America. Like, you have no concept of what anything is. And that you listen to this and now there's something wrong with you. No. I can turn on the radio and listen to anything. thing. You turn TV on and see anything, you know. That's the ultimate form of racism when someone comes to you and go, oh, Why you listen to this? Why are you you know, just ignorant. We live in the same country. It'd be different if I was born, you know, some place where there's no T V, no music, and then I hear music for the first time, oh I'm gonna like whatever it is I'm listening to. So it's the same thing. And for people to sit back and act like a person is completely clueless on whatever culture, that person is sad because they truly don't understand humanity. Try to obtain as much good from humanity as you can. But I want you to know, this battle of good and evil will always be there. But it's time to pick a side because evil is winning. And if you want to join that side, that's on you. But understand... Good will always prevail, and the time will come where good will finally get the respect and honor it deserves under the guidance of God, guidance God himself and his son. I'm Shelby Lee Cows, and this has been Moral High Ground. Peace be with you, always. And blessings upon you. Till next time.